Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Welcome to Elijah Streams. It is Wednesday, November 1, 2023, although we are recording this the afternoon before. Uh, here's It's 2.35 p.m. on Tuesday, the 31st. Uh, October 31st. So we're going to bring in Yvonne Atia in just a few moments. So welcome to the broadcast. I am Steve Schultz, founder, along with my wife of both the Elijah Streams and Elijah List here, right here. And uh, be sure you subscribe to Elijah List so we give you the written portion. Uh, and sometimes we have transcribed words and people like that when they get that in their email. So, but that only comes to you if you are already um, subscribe to that okay so welcome and welcome welcome all right let's see we're gonna a couple quick reminders that we're gonna let remind you of the calendars that have just become available at the Elijah streams Israeli calendar and then we'll at the same time we'll remind you of the beautiful well spots that you're helping us um, the wells that you're helping us take so here we go have you ever been curious to follow the year according to the Jewish calendar Introducing the Elijah Streams, Jerusalem, then and now 16-month Hebrew heritage calendar. Track your year in this Hebraic calendar featuring dates in both the Jewish and Gregorian calendar systems, weekly Torah and holiday readings, messianic prophecies and their fulfillments in the New Testament, beautiful photos of the Holy Land, and Hebrew learning materials made in Israel. Get yours today at ElijahShopper.com. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision. Dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Yeah, we're just so grateful for your help um, in digging these, uh, they call them boreholes over there in Africa, but we call them water wells. It's all the same thing. It gives fresh, life-giving water to those that were literally walking miles a day just to bring back what they can carry. Water's heavy if you've ever tried to carry water. So children will, two or three or four children will go and fill up part part of a jerry can. I don't even know how you spell jerry, J-E-R-R-Y. It's the yellow cans that you see them carrying. And then they bring back what they can carry, and that's going to last 24 hours, and they do it all over again. So uh, we are changing their lives, and they're so grateful for that. So, all right, a quick reminder that Donna Clement Petruska will be with us in the morning. Uh, which is Thursday morning for you. And uh, it's going to be good. Always great revelation from her father, Kim Clement, who has gone on to be with the Lord. So, all right, time to bring in Yvonne Atiyah. So here we go with Yvonne. Hey, Yvonne, my dear friend. You and Mina are our dear friends. Good to see you. Thank you so much, Steve. You and Doreen are so precious to our hearts. Well, Wonderful to always be with you. Well, thank you. Same to you, Yvonne. And, um, you know, we just got back with being with a, a Robin. Yes. Uh, and you were there the week before. I was going to show pictures today of both yours from uh, the week before. Um, yes. So the only thing that was missing when, when we went this last weekend is you and Mina weren't there. You were there the week before. But 
it was so good to spend time out there. Isn't that that church a beautiful facility? Oh, beautiful. And Prophet Robin and Pastor Robin, there's just something about them. There's something that they carry and it's yeah. beautiful. And you're right, Steve. I wish it was plain that we were there at the same time, but I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure God will plan it someday. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it again. We'll do stuff like that. I know those times are coming, but that was so precious. And then uh, I was our first in-person um intelligence briefing and it was a kind of you know i always i don't work hard with robin it's easy but e <laughs> it was easier when we're in person kind of interviewing him and stuff so it was fun yes that was and, wonderful there was such a flow there was such a presence and you can feel it off the screen you can feel the presence of god although we were here but so powerful I'm, i was so full of joy just watching you together in person with robin giving this update god is doing some things to you which is so beautiful it was really good and um you know robin and i we know that we know how this goes we don't pre-plan what we're gonna do we, we flew i flew all the way out there to do this and the only way to make it work is to not have any plan <laughs> And we start talking, and that's exactly what happened. And we see where it goes. And I, I, I'm not that way with anybody else. Like sometimes I'll go in with Johnny, where Johnny knows what he's going to do. Yeah. And I don't. Okay. But this one, neither one of us know where we're going. Yes. Uh, and it's a very interesting way to do it, but we like it very much, actually. So. Absolutely. Well, Prophet Robin was sharing with me and Mina, and he was saying, I give up on sending uh, points just because there's a constant update from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I just want to always give the latest. So we were like, oh, that's that's just amazing. Yeah. And boy, you know what he is? He um, I only knew of one. Of, my spiritual father was was Wade Taylor. He went home with the, to be with the Lord. I think it was 2012. But they, it was always said of Wade, if you're talking to Wade, there's two conversations going on. His conversation with you and the conversation between him and the Lord at the same time. That's the way it is with Robin. We yeah. all had lunch together at their cabin. Yeah. Uh, Robin, and, Robin and Robin came and then Mike and Lori, Sally and Dreen and I. And I began to tell that story. I can't remember how it got. He'd never heard the story and I brought it up myself. I didn't know he was going to have me share it the next day, <clears throat> but I uh, brought it up. And, and no sooner did I tell it, and he started getting revelation instantly on it, wow. which was why I guess he asked He asked me. We were partway through it, and he asked me, hey, I'm going to put you on the spot and share <laughs> that. But anyway, really interesting. Oh, well, Yvonne, we got some good stuff, and, and I, I'm really anxious to share about angelic encounters that you have, including the video about what happened on your show. So let me sure. just turn that over to you. Amen, amen. Okay, so Steve, I'm going to start from the latest and then we'll go backwards. But okay. On October 19th um, at 8.57 p.m., we okay. are live, me and Mina, and the Lord actually put this word on his heart. He was actually speaking about Samson. And just before that clip, we played the clip he was reading the verse from Judges 14, 4. We were praying for Israel. And it says that his father and mother didn't realize that God was at work creating an opportunity to work against the Philistines. So we were saying to everyone, calm down. God is at work. Whatever you're seeing in Israel right now is actually an opportunity 
to work against God's enemies so that Israel can get back its rightful inheritance. And so if you remember Samson, they tied him up with um, ropes. And then it says he cut the ropes like flax. So Mina began to prophesy on the life. And as he's prophesying, Steve, I had my eyes closed and I did not expect anything. And so he had his eyes open. And as he was, there was no one in the house, um, no extra lighting, nothing. It was just me and him. So he had his eyes open and he just saw this white figure just go like this. And it may like, it, it, you can see it and people will see it right now. So he paused and he was like, I, and that's not Mina. Mina's normally would think once and twice and three times before saying that. But he said to me, it wasn't just a light. It was such a heavy, weighty presence. Wow. What helped him confirm that. So I reckon let's play that clip and then I'll tell people what opened us more and also other angelic encounters that we have had. Yeah, and let me tell you, we just went in, we put the clip on twice. In fact, Emily did that. Thank you, Emily, for getting it. It's one straight through. It's like a 30 second thing. And he says something about in your hand or in his hand, something in his hand. Yes. Your hand. And as he said that, you you see this thing yes. go by. And and then she she'll show that, and then she'll show that that little part again, a little bit slower. So why once you once it's happened once, keep your eyes on the screen because it's going to happen again. So you can take a little bit of a closer look at a little slower motion. So all right, yes. so let's go. Here we go with that. Amen. Put a, yeah. a a mask over you. Yeah. The enemy has put a strand a strands of flax over you and hide you down and you think you are captive no you say today enemy i the lord has given you captive in my hands because god is about to do such i saw an angel just pass Mm. oh my god did you see that i i need to where's that 57 55 i'm gonna go and watch that god is moving in a mighty way i'm telling you and he is victorious already, captive in my hands. That was so cool. Yeah, you, that, you saw it again. I mean, it wasn't enough definition to, to to draw a picture of it or anything, but I've been there. I know where this is. There's not that much living room space in front of you. Yes. So there's no, and no one was in the house. So I know because I know what it looked like there. There's not someone walking by at that place. It's um, amazing, Steve. And I was telling you before we hop on air this morning the same morning I was in God's presence and I felt the glory of God fill the house and we have a, a, a hallway that that's narrow but all the lights were off and the shaders were down and I could see that it was dark and I saw the same light just go right into the corridor but I did not think much of it it was like I saw it and I thought sometimes your rationality kicks in it's like was this, you know, a flickering light or what was it? But then I didn't sort of pay attention all day until that. And it was like at the same time that we were praying for Israel, we were praying for the Samson's to rise up. And it was all, and then we gave a short prophetic word, but I just sensed Steve that, you know, God was confirming, confirming the word. Um, You know, because when we saw this, something happened in us and something happened to the people. They were like, God is in this. God is behind us. So um, let me share with you a couple of encounters. And then I want to play a clip later on about people 
the, how this, you know, the heavenly realms were open more to us. So okay. first time I saw an angel, I think I mentioned that before, it was when I was eight. And it was when I was falling and in the midst of me falling and being really, really anxious and distressed as a young girl, I look around me and I was completely surrounded by so many of them and they were holding hands. And I always say this, they were my size. They were little. They were not really? like, yes. it's almost like God didn't want to freak me out. So he's sending, I'm not sure if they're children, angels or what they were. But Steve, although I landed on my back and God did a huge healing in my body, I was so fascinated about the angels. It was funny because even when I went to, you know, the hospital, they were trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And I was telling everybody and they thought, I think she's hallucinating. I think she's just, but I wasn't hallucinating. I did what see. What were you saying? I mean, I remember you told a longer version of that and your dad was in there praying yes. for you to live and yes. not die. And what we were trying to tell him about the angels. Yes, the whole time. So I went into the hospital and they were saying, well, they were trying to try and speak to me to keep me. I was losing a lot of blood in oh, my wow. because they said that she's been diagnosed with um, brain hemorrhage. So they were saying to my father, very soon she will disconnect from us. And that's when you should be preparing for the funeral. So they were trying to get me to speak and to continue to speak so that I don't lose consciousness. So all I was saying to them is that I saw the angels and they were so beautiful and they were holding hands and they were in a circle and they were, and I kept on. And whenever I knew doctor came in, I would say, did you hear about the angels? You know? Wow. <laughs> so it was so beautiful. Um, and my father said to me all this night and the day before, what the only thing that fascinated you was those angels. It was almost, Steve, I wasn't, panicking anymore because of what happened to me i was just thinking about whoa i saw angels wow. so this one was like the first time the second one is crazy the, the second one is a, a crazy story and i don't think i ever shared that on live but this was um 8th of january 2002 my son Raphael. Is, was six months old. He's now 21. Back then, he was six months old. So we were driving home, me and Mina, in separate cars. We had dinner over my mother's house, and we met at her house. So we were driving to our home, but I was in my car, and he was in his car. So he was in front of me. I was following him. As I was driving behind him, I unfortunately fell asleep behind the wheel. And oh, wow. it was very dangerous, very, I was super tired and I fell asleep. So the car accidentally crossed to the opposite direction and then into the bush. And so it kept on hitting trees and it went down a hill wow. and Mina never saw that. And I never made it home. So Mina went home knowing that his wife is driving behind him, but I never made it home. And I was at the bottom of the hill, breaking, all those trees were breaking. And that's when I woke up and I was in distress, but I was all by myself. It was about 11.30 at night. It was dark and no, and my son was with me in the back, 
but no one knew Steve where I was. No one. So knew. you are hidden off the road somehow. No one could see you. No one could see me. I went into the bush, and I went in so quick. There was a hill, so I went in the in, in the hill and in between the the trees. And Mina had no idea. Mina's like thinking she's gonna get home, but it took some time, and I never made the home. And then here, this Steve. This is. Every time I share this, shivers come all over my body. The door knocks and Mina opens up the door. And this man who looked like an ordinary man, he said to him, are you expecting your wife to have come home? And Mina's like, yes. And he said to him, she is stuck in the middle of this bush behind you at the bottom of the hill and wow. you help her she was not gonna able to make it home and mina is panicking and said to him where is she he said he he, he described the exact spot steve and then guess what he disappeared he disappeared gone do you mean in front of him you like he mina closed the door and mina opened up the garage door and is going to reverse his car and normally it was a very narrow street. So this man would have been walking. We had a very long driveway. So this man would have been walking out of the driveway and down the street. So you would at least see him. Mina drove reversed back and looked around. This man was not to be seen again. Mina wow. said, I was looking. And Mina still, at that moment, Mina still's not thinking that this is an angel. It's He's still shocked that I'm not home yet. So then he's looking for him. Mina said to me, Yvonne, nowhere to be seen. So anyway, he described the exact bush, the place, and Mina followed his exact direction. And here I was stuck in my car. And I tell you something, Steve, I know... I, this could sound funny as well, right? I broke 16 trees. You did. <laughs> That's a lot of trees, Yvonne. <laughs> and I, destructive. I got in trouble and I had to pay a fine for every tree that oh. I broke. <laughs> oh if you're tired, you should not be on the... And I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. If I'm tired, there's no way I'll touch the wheel. I'll be like, because back in the day, you're young and you're thinking, I could do this. I'll, you know, I'll open up the window. I'll try and get myself home. But no. And I always tell this to someone, if you're tired, don't drive. But the idea was, how did this man who does not know us came to our house? told my husband where I was stuck and got and Mina got me out of here and it was okay after that. So this was the second real encounter with an angel because no one else seemed to know anything even when woke up in the morning. He's not a neighbor. He's not someone who even, and how would he know I was following him and never made it home? Wow, that's incredible. I had an encounter with my my primary encounter with an angel was like 15 years ago, maybe. I was, you know, the Elijah list was probably by then about 10 years old. Cindy Jacobs and their team invited us to Texas to honor us. And so we were going to go to their conference and they had us come up front at one point. 
but I was just following them. What did the leaders do? The leaders did, they would wait till the worship was going, then they would file in. That way they weren't interrupted with crowds trying to meet them. And so I would do that, whatever they did. At every session of this conference, I came in with the leaders, and then they would leave as the final song was played, and that way they got out, no interruption, right? So I thought, mm -hmm. okay, uh, I didn't know what to do because it would have been people trying to get to meet us. And Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so it was the very last conference uh, session. And they said, okay, we're going to take the last break. This is everyone's chance. Last chance to go to the bookstore if you want anything. And so I had avoided the crowds the whole time because I was just following our other leaders. And I'm standing now, it's body to body, trying this big wide corridor. It's like 10, 12, 15 feet wide. I don't know. And But there was no way to get around anybody because the line was bumper to bumper people. Right. And I'm sitting there waiting to go and we're just jammed in there. And here comes a guy against the crowd. He walks up to me. He hits, slaps me on the shoulder. He goes, and he, he's very stern. He said, you're not making yourself available to the people. They need to thank you for the work you're doing at the Elijah List. And then he walked against the crowd and disappeared. And I thought, oh, that wasn't very nice. Who well, is that a guy, you know? And then I thought that was kind of... I, was, I didn't know, but I was a little bit weirded out. Okay, so like three or four minutes goes by. Here comes the same man. Now he's coming this way through the crowd, still bumper to bumper. And as if he had never said anything, he knocks me in the shoulder. And he looks at me in the eye again. He says, you're not making yourself available to the people. They need to thank you for the good work you're doing at the Elijah's. And now he disappears ahead. <laughs> by this time, I know that was no man. Okay, first of all, you can't get through people like that. It was... There was no room to do it. And second of all, he gave me the same message, message word for word. Okay, so now I'm going to fast forward a few months, and I go on a trip to France by myself to speak, which I would never, ever do again. It was overwhelming. I, I wasn't even feeling that good. I was trying to get my luggage onto the bullet train from one city to get to Paris, and I didn't know how I was going to meet my party. I had no idea wow. whatsoever how I would ever meet them up with, right. in this big, big, you know, like Grand Central something, you know. I didn't know how they would find me or anything. And uh, uh, I don't think we even necessarily knew what time exactly. So I land there and I'm looking around saying, God, I have no idea what, how I'm going to possibly meet up with them. And I happened to look over there as some, as some man had a newspaper in front of him and he, he put the newspaper down like this and he looked at me and I looked at him. It was him. It was him. It was that guy, that angel. He looked at me and then puts the paper up. And a few seconds later, my party shows up and finds me right there. So it was very interesting. So it must be like a traveling angel that, or my guardian. I don't know. That yes. uh, he was stern, but you know, he he got the job. Then he got me with my party. Yes. You know, he wasn't looking for much attention in either case. You know, just as was his job. That's pretty fascinating. Wow, absolutely. And Steve, this is amazing. And you know, what you're sharing is so biblical. Like, you know, I think it's when there's a part where it says that an angel was sent to strengthen Jesus just before crucifixion. It says, and an angel came to strengthen him. So I think there isn't, not many believers are open to the realm, to the angelic realm, 
um, even you think about Jesus's birth, think where Jesus would be without the angelic activity. Like Joseph finds out that Mary, who is engaged to him, is pregnant. What wow. is thinking? I need to leave her. And the Bible says that in the middle of the night, he had a dream and an angel said to him, take Mary. No, this Mary is from God. And so he sticks with her and he stays with her. Another dream comes with an angel saying, take Mary and go to Egypt because wow. Herod wants to kill Jesus. He does that. Then another angel comes to him telling him, take Mary, go back to Israel because the one who wanted to kill Jesus is dead. So you think about how much. So I am not telling anybody to worship angels. The Bible right. is very clear that there is no mediator between us and God except Jesus but they are ministering spirits yeah. and they are there for us. There are, they are there to serve us and to help us and to protect us. And even Jesus said this to Herod before the cross. He said to him, if I want to ask my father to send me an army of angels, he would do it. That verse, Steve, changed the way I think. Really? Because now, whenever I hop on a plane, I go to minister, I said, Lord, do you remember that request? That's my request. Can you send an army of angels for our protection, for our strengthening, to guard and to guide? That's what they are for. And so that's what God does. So I've learned how to you know, cooperate with, with the angelic realm. And let me share with you one more encounter before we show the clip and I'll tell you why I'm doing that. Okay. The next one was in 2013. Both me and Mina are filled in the Holy Spirit. So excited, Steve. Like, so almost like when you see young kids in a candy store, okay? That was us. It's like we received the Holy Spirit. We're speaking in tongues. God is able to do crazy things, you know, with us. So we hire this whole community hall and we send out, I'm telling you, see, thousands of flyers just telling people Jesus heals. And I'm telling you, we had no experience in healing, like nothing. It was only like a couple of months just before that. What was I didn't know what we were thinking. But anyway, people kept on coming to the hall. The hall was packed with people. More wow. chairs coming in. And we're like children. Steve, I'm telling you, we have zero experience. And so Mina hops on the stage and he says, Jesus heals everyone. You know, we're believing that Jesus heals. And everyone begins. They all came from traditional churches. This message was very new to them. And all of a sudden, we say to them, if you need to be healed in your body, cry out to him. We did not know how to tell them, let's lay hand on you. No, we, we had no experience. We just said, just ask him. At that moment, I can tell you, Steve, this has never happened before. Although I've seen hundreds of healings, but this particular encounter never happened. It was like something gushed in the hall, and I knew it was angelic. It was like an angel of armies. Really? It, Steve, it was glorious. They stationed themselves everywhere. And let me tell you, everyone got healed. I've never been in a meeting like that to the level that there was this Muslim lady and we invited her to come. And her son, eight years old, he was mute. 
and he did not come with her. He was actually home with his father. So the mother crying out to Jesus saying, if you are the real Messiah, I am happy to let go of Islam and believe in you. But wow. show me a sign. And I didn't know she prayed this prayer. And she said, show me a sign. Well, nothing happened in the meeting. She goes home and the eight-year-old boy, Steve, is speaking, fully speaking. And so she calls me up weeping, Yvonne, I need to get baptized. And we, I'm wow. telling you, we had no church, nothing. Guess where we were baptizing people? In a swimming pool. Nice. Wow. It's like, well, let's use the swimming pool. So we packed out the swimming pool and we would send out messages. If you need to get baptisms, come to our house on Saturday night and we'll baptize you in the pool. So I'm saying to you, it was just, and so I went back and I said to the Lord, what was that? What is this gushing light that stationed itself everywhere? And every single person, I mean, every single person got healed. It only happened once. But the Lord said to me, I sent my army of angels. And they were there bringing body parts, bringing healing, bringing. They knew what every single person in this meeting needed. So this is the third encounter with them. And so, you know, and I share so much with you and Doreen that God has been dealing with me in the area of trances. It's been years and God begins to, he he opened up the heavenly realms for for me, Steve, years ago. Now, I have to tell you and confess, it wasn't that I was greedy. I wasn't able to share because I didn't want to be labeled the heretic. You are very true that those who are honest and speak about heaven, how much they can get bullied and how much they can get persecuted. Well, I mean, just the very fact that if you would say to someone, anyone that doesn't believe this, uh, maybe they're just in the church, but they don't even believe this kind of stuff happens. You say, well, God speaks to me in a trance almost every day, which he does now. Yes. I know you personally. If you said that, you would, yeah, I'm, you, you, you would be persecuted or disbelieved or lied about. Or criticized. That's what, and I understand that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah. So go ahead and continue with this. Well, you know, Steve, I've been keeping it to myself. And right. every now and then I would share this encounter. And I think I've been on Elijah's streams now, like to God be the glory. And obviously, thank you so much to you for giving me this opportunity. We're coming to two and a half years. So oh. when I already, so when we first started, I would come on and I would share powerful heavenly encounters and then the lord began to deal with me at the start of this year he said to me how long will you keep this for you and i said to him what do you mean like what do you mean keep this for me he said to me why aren't you teaching and doing those events bringing in people teaching them about the heavenly realms and inviting them into my presence and I said to him, Lord, why don't you do it for, for them? Like, you've done it for me. Why, why do you? And he said, he gave me this very scary verse. He said this to me, Steve, that to those who are given, more will be given. He said, you want to see heaven more? I will do it. But you need to share with people what I've been showing you. And if you don't, what you have. And that wow. scared me. I didn't want to even continue. This is don't, say it. don't say it. Okay. okay. All right. 
<laughs> so I spoke to Mina and he also had a wonderful out-of-body experiences and heavenly experiences. Really? We, yeah, he had a powerful one when he was he's got saved and filled in the spirit. He saw himself out of his body. How could I make like Mina was very religious. He was about to be ordained as a Orthodox priest. How would he be filled in the spirit, Steve? And, he, and this is then this I'll just tell this one thing because I've been with Mina in Israel when we saw some of the ultra Orthodox and they're going like this. And and he, he said we walked through that because they let people come and watch them. And Mina said to me, That was me, Steve, not that many years ago. And he was in those days fasting more than 300 days was it a year yes more than uh, there's 365 days and how much about 260 days Steve. he fasted 260 i mean i i couldn't even live but he would do that and if I, if you could say from the heart i don't know if that's the right way to say it but he did it because he believed he was supposed to and that he was r more right before god than yes. if he didn't he would be he would be in trouble with God if he did do that, right? Absolutely. Steve, it's a works-based gospel. In those traditional churches, you have what they call church sacraments. So you've got to confess to the priest. You've got to fast twice a day. And let me tell you how religious they are. You know what they tell you? They tell you, oh, we don't, we don't agree with the Jews because the Jews fast on Tuesday and Thursday. So we're gonna fast on Wednesday and Friday. Do you see that? Do you see the spirit of religion? Mm. Ina was born into that. And so it was through those out-of-body experiences that God set him free, delivered him. Steve, he doesn't say this much. It took two years to fully deliver him from all um, spirits of religion. And he always tells me it's one of the worst spirits that you can be delivered from and the hardest because you're thinking you're very good. You're righteous. You don't need anything. You know, you're better than everyone. You know, you remember the two that Jesus taught about who went into the temple and prayed and one looked at the other one and said, thank you, God, that I'm not like this one. I fast. It, yeah. That's exactly, exactly it. So we took a step of faith and I said this to, to the Lord. Okay. If I was to do those Zoom meetings, I'm doing it on Zoom, Steve. This is even on on zoom would you show people the heavenly realms would you open up their eyes to see even a glimpse of heaven and he said this to me steve he said to me watch me watch me watch me. three times and i took a step of faith and what we're about to show right now this is the last event that this this just happened about six weeks ago six weeks so ago. i want to encourage people this is what to to be hungry for heaven, to see God for heaven. And I mean, we have our, our last event of the year is next Monday, November 6th. So if anyone wants to register for that, they can do that on the website. But the idea is that heaven is a real place. Do not believe anyone who tells you that you can only go to heaven when you die. The truth is you already died in Christ. And if you died in Christ, you can see the heavenly realms. Ephesians 2, 6, he raised you up and seated you in the heavenly realms with Christ Jesus. Wow. 
So in those events, Steve, we go through the biblical solid, one hour of solid biblical teaching, and then we end up leading them into an impartation and an encounter where the the spiritual eyes are open and they trust what they see because the Lord didn't just redeem our soul. He redeemed our imagination. The devil's not going to want you to see heaven. He's not going to want you to see Jesus. So don't that so we get them to trust themselves to bring healing to their self-image. Because a lot of the time, if your self-image is destroyed, you're not believing yourself anyway. So we go through healing first of the soul and then the opening of the spiritual eyes. So let's play that clip and then we'll see what people are okay. saying. Okay. All right. Oh, here we go with that. What I saw was it was like I stepped into like a fiery chariot. And this chariot, I send it into a chariot, and the chariot was on fire. And as I, as I came in, into the, I guess which would be heaven, anywhere. I, it was like I, kind of like when you step off a ride, you just kind of step forward. I stepped forward, and there was Jesus, uh-huh. and uh, but I couldn't see him clearly. I just knew it was Jesus, and I was just looking at him, and I'm saying, okay. I want to look into your eyes because I want to see the fire, you know, and I want you to take a coal from the altar and I want you to place it on my lip. But then he said, it's basically like he said, come with me. And so when you talked about the garden, that's where I went. I went to the garden and I could see the colors of the garden and I could see the flowers in the garden. And, but then what I did is I came to this tree and it was, I, huge huge tree and it had like red fruit fruit hanging down and then i realized it was the tree of life and i thought oh my gosh i've to the tree of life at at first i saw jesus it was like he was standing on the side or on the edge of a field and the light was shining from behind him he was in a white robe yvonne was talking about the sapphires i was seeing them before she was saying it saw myself going up these stairs and it it was like I was watching the back of me. It was like above me. I it wasn't like lightning. It was it was it was whiter than lightning, but flashes of white light above me. And it was like I was looking up and when I looked down, I saw the Lord's robe go past me. Wow, all by Zoom. Not, you've, you've probably not been with any of these in person even. I have not, Steve. And I'm telling you, we cut the clip short for the show. But, yeah. oh, my goodness, we have had crazy testimonials. We had someone who got baptized in the Holy Spirit, started to speak in tongues in those encounters. Wow. I met these people. This is all on Zoom. And now I am repenting because I am trusting the Lord. I was yeah. I was thinking, God, what if I do those events? And they look at me in the camera and they're like, we saw nothing. What do I do then? <laughs> you know. And the Lord said to me, take yourself out of the equation. Do not hinder me. You are blocking my way. So we repented. And Steve, we've been doing them. The last event of the year is November 6th. So if anyone wants to register. So that's six, like six days. So tell people how to register. Is it a cost to get be part of this or what? 
Yeah, so the slight cost because of this, the material and there's a lot involved as well. They get sent so much material, teaching notes. They get sent a video. Okay, and so, it's, so it's not a one-night thing. It's like a course. Is that what yeah, it is? it's a three-hour. Okay. So it's a three-hour event. And okay. they can go to the website, celebratefreedomministries.org. And under the course area, they just register for that event. So at it is, it's limited numbers, so as quickly as we do it, it's it's good to, to secure your place. We try not take more than 100 because I want to try and minister and take my time. And normally we collect about 20 testimonials. So by the time we finish the teaching, the importation, and then they all share 20, share the testimony, sometimes they even run past three hours. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. So I want to encourage you, if you're hearing this, you want this, then this yeah. is available and this is the last. I mean, I, I can just state categorically, there are people watching right now. I just listened to this and saw this right now, that before the story's over, you're going to be having encounters with along those lines so do some have more some must have more profound experiences than others or maybe a little less profound but they're all profound to themselves i mean each god yeah. does different things with every single person right they're not no two are alike i would think well steve the first question i ask them is have you ever experienced anything like this before the the answer most of the time is no so I would never bring in a testimony of someone that's already open to the heavenly realms. These yeah. people have never in their life encountered anything like this before. Wow. Now, what we need to do is this. So the number one reason, Steve, why people do not encounter the heavenly realms is this. They do not think that they are worthy. So I've done this now for a whole yeah. year. So yeah. I can tell you what the common reason is. There could be a lot more reasons, but I'm talking about the number one reason. Why did you not think that you could see heaven? Number one, because I did not think I was good enough or worthy enough for God to show me that. So then I asked the question, are you worthy enough to be saved? Are you worthy enough to be healed? What are you? We're not worthy of anything. When were you ever worthy enough for anything that he's done for you, right? Right. We got to remember, remind ourselves that. The next question is people fear. They'll tell me, okay, Yvonne, maybe this happened because you're on the Zoom with us. You're leading us. Will this happen to me again after? I Absolutely. It is a portal that opens up. And the Apostle Paul, Steve, prayed for this ephesians 1 18 he prayed for the ephesian church not for them to receive anything new he prayed so that god would open the eyes of the understanding what does that tell you most believers are blind bats they don't see in the spirit and so prayer time is boring Everything yeah. is because they're not entering into the heavenly realms and they're not seeing the angels and they're not walking around the throne room. They're not hopping on, you know, on God's lap and just being there and embracing him. The moment they do this, Steve, I call it in a good way, spiritual addiction. You get addicted to yeah. the presence of the Lord and nothing will pull you away because you know that this is your testimony. I have seen him, you know, like Mary Magdalene. 
when she said, I saw the Lord. That was her experience. It's not enough for me to tell people, I saw the Lord. They're thinking, but what about me, Yvonne? If you saw the Lord, I want to see the Lord just like you. So I've always taught this, Steve, there's nothing special about me. If God is able to use an ordinary person to heal the sick and to see heaven, every single believer is equipped. What equips you is the Lord who is in you, who united himself to you. So then you begin to you feel healed. You take yourself out of the equation and all of a sudden you begin to believe he wants to do this for me. He wants to show himself to me. Immediately the curtains open and they begin to, they wander, they walk around. I mean, he saw the tree of life. <laughs> is, is that not crazy? Yeah. I, and you don't know, everyone sees a different corner in heaven. So not one testimony is ever the same. Right. So beautiful. It's like a canvas yeah. that we right. can. All- I mean, what's so, one of the things that's so good about it is, because you, well, you might say, I want to have that person's experience or this person. But the, but the reality is, if he does, does something in you that he doesn't do with anybody else, think how special that is. Yes. Whether it's a conversation or a sentence or place in heaven, he showed you that he's never shown anyone else. It's certainly not in your little group. They're not going to have the same experience. Then you go, man, he is a, you know, when I was saved, they used to say, they, they, they maybe they still do, but they said, would you like to receive God as your, would you like to receive Jesus as your personal savior? Did you hear what he said? Did, would you like to see Jesus as your personal savior? Personal. That means that everything he ever does with you is going to be personal. It's not going to be like everybody else. And that, but we forget that. So Steve, that's so good. And I wanna I wanna in support of what you're saying, there was this lady and she was brutally abused by her husband. I mean brutally. Mm. And for many, many years she had to stay with him because there were children between yeah. them. And there was a lot of verbal abuse. Well, she had this encounter with us and she saw Jesus and he said this to her. You are honored in my sight and I love you. And that's a verse out of Isaiah that she had known but forgotten. When she heard the voice of the Lord say this to her on the Zoom, she was breaking down because the Lord himself is the one who saw what happened to her. He is the one who's lifting her and healing her. Not We had so many people on the Zoom, but she was the only one who received that because he knew she needed that. It's almost like personalized medicine, like heavenly pill that the Lord gives to to heal your heart. So I absolutely agree, Steve, with what you said, your personal savior. Yes. So good. So good. So good. All right. Now, when they go there real quick, is there any, after they click in the celebratefreedomministries.org, is there a certain link? Does it say something on the Um, link? No, they just go under the course that say uh, tabs, the tab that says courses. And okay. this is the one that you, it's called Encountering the Heavenly Rounds. Okay, so just, yeah. And then you'll get a Zoom link and then I'll see you next Monday. I think it's at 8 p.m. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, you've got a word for November, right? For us? Thank you. Yeah. Let's jump into that. That looks good. Thank you for this, by the way. You are so welcome. Okay, before I get into November, I'm going to mention just a couple of words about Israel. Because ever since this war broke out, Steve, the Lord has been putting on my heart 
to obviously pray and lift up Israel. So because we're coming into November, I'm someone who really likes to study numbers. And I believe that numbers preach and there's a message in numbers. So yeah. as I was in prayer, the Lord says this to me, Steve, I want you to go and read Joshua 11. And we're coming into November. So I read this shocking verse that makes me pause all day long because yeah. I was expecting it. Let me read it to everyone. So it's Joshua 11, 21 to 23. It says this, during this period, Joshua destroyed all the descendants of Anak. Now, Anak, they were giants in the land. And you remember that even Goliath was a giant in the land. So God had said to Moses, do not deal with the descendants of Anak. And the reason why is that there are many biblical scholars who believe that they could be a race that's intermingled with demonic power. So before the flood in Genesis 6, you get to see that the sons of God, who the Bible mentions that there are some sort of demonic power intermingled with the sons, with the daughters on the earth. And then there was this, you know, race that was born, whether it's the Nephilims or the Anaks, but we know that they are giants. And we know that God was against them and the flood was meant to wipe them out. But guess what? After the flood, they showed the ugly head again when Goliath went out. Even when Joshua sent out, if you remember the spies, the, the people said, we cannot take over the land because we saw ourselves like grasshoppers compared to them. And we even saw the descendants of Anak. So remember that? Okay, come to, this, come to this passage and this is shocking. So God said to Joshua, you need to destroy them. I don't want them in the land. So it says that Joshua went out and destroyed them. Verses 22, none of the descendants of Anak were left in the land, except the fact that they did remain in Gaza. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. And Gav and Ashdod. And Steve, I froze. I froze. Because the Lord is saying to me, you need to tell my people, you are not fighting against just people. This is not a fight against people. There are demonic entities in the land, whether it's coming from Iran, whether it's coming from Hamas, whether it's coming from Hezbollah. The thing is, let's look at this verse. God said to him, I do not want the descendants of Anak to live. You are to get rid of them. So what does Joshua do? He leaves them in which land? In Gaza. Who's living in Gaza? I'm surprised Joshua left anything because he was a hero of the faith and uh, but he left some alive. Wow. And so you know what the Lord is doing, Steve? The Lord said this to me with a big smile on his face. He said to me, I am pulling down the giants in the land. Wow. Because wow. I'm, pulling, I'm pulling off the giants in the land. And God had warned Joshua and said to him, Joshua, if you do not clear the land, these people will continue to be thorns in your side. And that's what actually happened. So this was a surprise from the Lord. Yeah. I did not expect that verse. I'm reading and I'm thinking, you know, he, they, let's say, for example, it says they remained in 
Syria. They remained in India. But out of all areas, Steve, in the world, they remain in Gaza. And for those people who want to um, go and research that, it is Joshua chapter 11 from verses 21 to 23. And then it says that, it says, when they were there, but they didn't cause problems at the time, it says the land rested from war. What does that mean? It means when they showed their ugly head again, because they continued to do that post the flood. And yeah. that's when Goliath came, post the flood. Yeah. These are, you are pulling demonic forces. And then I'm going to tell you something that happened so crazy, Steve, in November as well. Okay. I was saying to the Lord, okay, tell me more about November. He begins to take me to Second Kings. And that's when I had a fresh heavenly encounter. And what I called it in the encounter was this um, funnels of fire to burn the tunnels. And I'll tell you why this happened. So I'm in 2 Kings chapter 6, and this is Elisha. And you know that he has been exposing the plans of the enemy from the king of Syria, king of um, Aram. Every time the king of Syria begins to plot a plan against Israel, Elisha would know. And he gets frustrated and he tells his people, who's a traitor in the land, and they tell him, None of us are, but there's a prophet in the land, and whatever you speak in your bedroom, he gets to tell the king. So he wages war, Steve, against the king, against Israel and Elisha. Now, the servant of Elisha is panicking because he gets to see that the whole plain is filled with an army of horses and chariots coming to attack Elisha. So Elisha is not panicking and he prays and he says to him, do not fear. He tells him three things. Do not fear. Then he says to him, those who are on our side are more than those who are against us. Then he prayed and he said, Lord, would you open up the eyes of the servant so that he could see? And then the Bible tells us his eyes were opened. And he saw that around the hill, there mm. were fire, there were horses and chariots of fire, right? Wow, yeah. I am in God's presence. And all of a sudden, I love it when he says this to me. He said to me something. He goes, did you want to see what Elisha saw? And I was like, yes. Is that a question? <laughs> Is that a real question, Lauren? <laughs> like, you show me anything you want. Are you asking my permission? And it's like, no, I want you to be hungry because I'm going to open your eyes and you're going to see what you have never seen before. Wow. And I said, okay. Steve, my eyes were open and this is what I saw. And I want to encourage the people. I want you to imagine this. There was a, a circle of hills around Elisha. There was one layer of horses and chariots of fire sent from the Lord. But then the, on top of them, I saw another layer. And then on top of them, I saw another layer. And it kept on closing in as if it was like an upside down funnel of fire. So really? what I saw was crazy. I want you to imagine like an umbrella that yeah. had like a hood. 
And so Elisha, what he saw, he did not see one circle. See, we always used to think that it's just around him in the hill. There was one right, circle. Right. That's probably what I thought. No, yeah. that's not. What I saw was a funnel. And that funnel of fire, you could not in the encounter distinguish the horses from the chariot of fire. It all looked like fire and it was surrounding them and it kept on going up and up to the heaven. So when the um, servant looked up, he could see that the amount of angelic hosts and the chariots and the horses, they were so many. When Elisha said to him, those who are with us are more, he meant it. He didn't yeah. see a scattering, you know, uh, army. So here I am in prayer and I'm in that tunnel. And in the tunnel, it's, it's cool. It's not even hot, but I could see the fire. And then the Lord said this to me, you'll be in the, you'll be in the funnel of fire but you will not smell like smoke because hmm. it's not meant to burn you it's not meant to this is a funnel of fire that's coming around israel because god is fighting for them and he said to me i always fought for them when is it now do we think that they are gonna need even anyone else to fight for them and then he said and my funnel of fire will burn the tunnels of the enemy and you get to see that in the last few videos released there are tunnels underneath hospitals they're hiding behind human shield they're using people as human shields but the lord is coming what we're gonna see in this next month and even the month before that there will be other nations uniting together against israel but none of them will be able to prosper because God is sending this funnel of wow. fire to burn the tunnel that is in them. And guess what? He said to me, I need to get rid of the giants, those descendants of Anak that were still there and out of every place on the earth, they are left on Gaza. Why would the Bible mention Gaza by name? Why right. would right isn't that crazy yeah it is yeah and so you and so the lord's kind of revealing to you that there are you literally saying that there are giants literal kind of like goliath type giants somewhere in gaza that maybe people don't even know is that what you're saying well the giants steve they could be but the giants as well is not even i'm not even talking about physical body but i'm okay, talking, talking about the the enemy giant absolutely yeah. you know this is you're talking you're speaking to a death cult you're speaking yeah. to someone who you can't even negotiate with so a lot of people are like oh this is unfair there's a lot of innocent lives being lost mm. they don't understand that that mm. the fight is bigger and we need to go back to the bible yeah. See, I was not planning to see this. I was not looking for this. I, I only heard Joshua 11. So I'm thinking it's November and it's the number 11. Maybe God's going to give us an encouraging word. But this was like a bang. That verse was like, oh, my Lord, this is there are demonic. Let's say this demonic ranking powers. Wow. In the land, and what God is doing, we need to pray because what God is doing, removing them from the land, Israel will end up getting more land. And I tell you something, Steve, this is what the Lord said to me. And I say this 
and it's not easy for me to say this. A couple of months ago, I gave a prophetic word not knowing what we were saying, right? But it was out of Ezekiel 17, and it says this, don't look to Egypt for help. Yeah. That Egypt one. is not going to help you. And this is what's happening right now. And the Lord's like, do you know why you said that? And I said, no. He said, because I didn't need anyone's help. I have my horses ready. I have my chariots of fire ready. And that funnel of fire that you saw, in actual fact, even back in Deuteronomy, when God said to Moses, I want you to get rid of all the descendants of Anak, he said, for I, the Lord your God, is like consuming fire who will burn them out of the land. That's Deuteronomy 9. So this was the second time that I see God speaking about fire, cleaning out the land with fire, the funnel of fire that's around Israel. It is around God's people here in the United States. So even around us as believers, I want people to begin to feel comfort in this month that we're coming into because the Lord himself is fighting for his people, and it is time to remove all demonic authorities from the land. So good, so good, so good. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that earlier on too, because I remember that Israel in historically in the last 50 years keeps getting more land every time they're attacked. So I, I had said they're going to get more land, but you, you just got that as well by revelation that God's going to give them more land. And, you know, we have, we kind of error because we almost worship the great Israeli army, the IDF, Israeli Defense Forces. They're so good. One of the reasons they're so good is it's not them doing most of the fighting. Most of the fighting is being done by the armies of heaven. But Israel graciously takes the credit. And yet many of them, I we know because we've heard this, that many of them give Almighty God credit on some of these wars. They know that they didn't win these wars alone. You know, because they'll tell the miracle stories, you know, how they were down to the last few men, the last few tanks, and all of a sudden the enemy runs away as if yes. as if they were, you know, ready to mow them down with tanks, which they weren't. So, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so, is that every, anything else you wanted to share before yeah. we pray? We can just, I've got a prophetic word that I could read. And okay, we- yeah, go go ahead and read that. Okay, amen. So let me, so I'm in prayer, Steve. And as I was in prayer, this is what I heard the Lord say. He says this for us, even coming into this month, this new month. He said this, you're you're coming into a season of many wars. Nations rising up against nations. And the enemy mobilizing the forces of darkness against my people. But in this season, do not fear. For what the enemy plans in the dark will be heard in the light. And what the enemy whispers behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops and exposed for all to see. The horse will rise. The heroes will rise in this season. And I am opening the spiritual eyes of my children to see the attacks of the enemy before they happen and confuse their plans get them off track and watch them and watch their attacking train collapse so in this part steve i saw a train coming and as god's people were praying the train went off tracks and it just collapsed 
Wow. Then I heard the Lord say, warfare will increase. Yeah. But do not worry. For once again, I am sending the horses and the chariots of fire, and they will be visible to those whose eyes I have opened to see the heavenly realms. The horses and the chariots of fire will not only be surrounding my people, rather engulfing them like a funnel descending from the heavens, guarding and protecting my people, a funnel to destroy the tunnel, to destroy the underground work of the enemy. The enemy will hear the sound of horses and chariots of fire, but will not be able to see them. Like it was when um, with the king of Aram, thought that many nations united against it and fled, leaving behind all their possessions. In this part, Steve, the Lord reminded me how the king of Aram heard the, the, well, he heard the chariots and the horses, but he did not see them. He thought that many nations were coming, so they fled and they left the camp. And the Lord began to tell me that this is how I am going to fight for my people. He said this to me, the famine had started and will continue to increase. Many will lose hope and be offended at me, but not so with you. For the hero that is inside of you, my people, will rise as you take a step in faith. Like those lepers who said, what are we going to lose? They entered into the camp only to find out that the enemy had already fled. Faith will rise on the inside of my people and they will take huge steps of faith and will see my victory. They will collect the plunder, for I am not opening a door in the heavens. I am opening the floodgates of heaven and blessing my people. You're about to see my promises happen right in front of your eyes and be encouraged, for there are more on your side than those who are against you. Heaven is fighting for you. I am opening your eyes to see the army of heaven with their swords drawn, ready for battle. The great news is victory has been won and you will see it with your own eyes and rejoice. Do not negotiate or compromise with the enemy for I have stripped his head on the cross, struck his head on the cross. I am sending my heavenly hosts to fight for you. So get ready, rise and believe like Abraham who believed that God is able to do what he promised. I am not opening up the windows that was said twice. I'm opening up floodgates and no demon will be able to stop the heavenly flow. Great victory I have granted to you. Great victory I have granted to you. For like the heavenly horses and chariots of fire delivered Elijah, I remind you that greater than Elijah is here. So good. You know, I just read that a couple of times when you said that. He says, I'm not, he says, I'm not opening the windows of heaven. I'm opening the floodgates of heaven. 
which is if you can imagine the floodgates uh, on earth, like if they're going to flood from a dam, it is an unstoppable force. And so he's saying the demons have no power over the floodgates that I'm going to, you know, open the flood, not just the windows of heaven, the floodgates of heaven. Yes. Wonderful. It's very cool. Very cool. Well, Yvonne, you want to go ahead and pray for the people? Because just seal this with your prayers. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Father, I thank yeah. you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for the angelic realm. Thank you for opening up the floodgates of heaven. Thank you for fighting mm. for your people, Israel. Yes, yes, Father, in the name of Jesus right now, that prophetic mm. word that you spoke, Father, in Jesus' name, we come into agreement and we thank you. We bind the work of the enemy and we thank you for we decree and declare that we're coming into the days of great victory, of great celebration. Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus right now, we bind every demonic spirit of any giants, God, living in yes, the land. Lord. We uproot it. Yes, this is Lord. what your word said, Lord, that every plant that has not been planted from my Father in heaven will be uprooted. So we come into agreement, God, whether it's Israel or the United States, God, or even those people connecting from different parts of the world, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Thank you for the upcoming revival. Thank you for the days of glory are coming. We decree and declare your goodness and power. We thank you, Lord, for as evil was blown out of proportion, your goodness and favor and mercy will be blown out of proportion. I give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So good, Yvonne. So, so, so good. Celebrate Freedom Ministries right here, everybody. Make sure you get on there. And again, if you get on CelebrateFreedomMinistries.org, then you look for the course that's called, the heaven, called? Encountering the Heavenly Realms. Okay, and that's the one that you can take that. It's a three-hour course. Yes. Um, and then that, and once mm -hmm. they sign up, it starts on the 6th. And do they have, uh, but you said if it fills up, like if it fills up today, then that's it, right? Yes. Yeah, so if it does, Steve, they'll be directed to um, a, mail, a mailing list or like a, a place where they, sorry, a wait list where they can put yeah. in their name. And so next class will probably be early next, next year. They can um, register for that as well. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Very, very good. Uh, let's see everybody tomorrow morning. You see, you're seeing this on. <laughs> this is Wednesday, Thursday uh, morning. Uh, Donna Clement. This is the trickiest one. I record a second show that is for tomorrow. And then the show that I'm announcing is the day after that. It always confuses me when I give it. But anyway, Thursday is Donna Clement Petruska. Don't miss. Don't miss Donnie. Don't miss Donnie. <laughs> 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 and in the afternoon, I'm always kind of like loopy or something. I don't know. Very, very good, Yvonne. Thanks so much. God bless you. you. Give our love to Amina. We love you guys very, very much. So. Thank you so much. Stay in here. Thank you. Uh, all right. We'll see you all on Thursday morning. See you later. Okay. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify.
Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.